This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're wondering where to go on that next trip, guys. You need the facts, the mileage, the topography. Well, now you can check out Carl Care. Full of random, unverified, made-up stats and facts to help you probably, maybe... Yeah, doubtfully have an average trip. Check it out at carlcares.fake. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man to use the same handful of nature's grass as teepee and floss, Carl Mandrioli. There he look at those pearly whites. That's there right. he is. That's right. Welcome to the Backpacking Bushes Podcast, everybody. Right. We appreciate you joining the show. And with me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man that once got a dog and named it Five Miles, just so he could say, "I walked five miles." Wow, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Wow, I thought you were gonna say one mile. But... Uh, would you brag about that? Would I brag about that? <laughs> I walked one mile today, folks. I made, it, I made it one mile, all inside Costco. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, should you brag about your joke and how great it was oh, to other no, people? No. I'm saying, like, that's not something to <laughs> brag about. It's like hiking a mile, right? Well, I guess, sure. Yeah, but five miles is big for you, so that's reasonable. Well, you could have named him eight mile, and it would have been my only shot to walk the dog. You know? wow. I mean, wow. You know? Yeah. Well, all right, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. All right, so this we got a follow-up episode. We we put out an episode in May. We had Jeff Peltier on. He's like an extreme adventurer. And mm-hmm. do you remember this episode? I was like, I was running ideas by you, like all my kind of crackpot ideas about like how to shave weight so that I could survive this fastest known time attempting Yosemite for the summer. Do you remember that? Correct, correct. Okay, correct. And do you remember what he called some of my ideas? Um, ridiculous. Stupid light. Stupid, stupid. Just, or just stupid if you want to call it that. Well, you know. So we'll run down whether these ideas were, like if I actually took it as advice, whether I ignored yeah. his advice and whether they were dumb or not. I'm going to get your opinion on these two. Okay. And then we're going to we're gonna recap part of this adventure because this is, yeah, this is something that, you know, we've been working on for years and we did this back in August and 
When did you start planning this thing? Like the first nugget of... Yeah, I mean, this, you know, like in 20... When, like, when did you start the like whole, the like, first, if- first one, it was, like, 2013. Okay. I emailed Rocky, and I said, hey, would, like, we, we love this Red Peak Pass loop. We love backpacking Yosemite. We've done it in three days. We've done it in... We ended up doing it, in like, in four days a couple years later. Mm-hmm. What if we did it in one day? One day. <laughs> Let's push it to the limit. Let's push it to the limit. And so it was kind of just, like, an idea, but we didn't really start planning, planning it until, like, 2019. So... Okay. Um, right. So yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of recap that. We're not going to do like a turn by turn, like then this happened and no, then this no, happened no. and then we no. went here. There's a lot of people that really want that style of a trip report. They've asked us for that for years on our backpacking trips. We don't think that's very compelling storytelling, do you? It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. So we're going to hit the highlights. And if you want to see what this trip looked like, we are working on a documentary that involves filmmaker Chris Smead, who actually came for the mm. first little bit of it. And yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have some good footage, and we're hoping to make a good story out of it. So we're just going to hit some of the highlights, and you'll obviously see some, see some different ones in the documentary if you're willing to watch it. So that's what we got. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I haven't really talked to you about this. Not for a while. Yeah, Not well, I, haven't, I mean, you don't know, know what went down. You don't know how it happened. I am curious to hear about some of these highlights. I mean, I know the basics, which I'll kind of touch on before you get into the, the nitty-gritty, but okay. uh, it seemed like a real just hot mess. In your mind, I mean, you've done this trip twice now. Granted, not for a long time. In your mind, the thought of doing this in one day, does it seem, you know, does it no. seem like, you know what, if you, you know, this seems reasonable. Uh, or what is this? I mean, I mean, you're taking a, what, like a day pack, right? Yeah, or less than that. It seems, it seems way more doable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you're, you know, it seems way more doable. Not appealing to me. Not appealing to me. Wait, are you suggesting that if you bring a day pack versus a fully loaded backpack, it's probably easier? Is that your suggestion? If I had my fanny pack, pack, <laughs> I could have probably done it. Do I want to do it? No. But I could have. Oh, my god! I could have. I would have paid for your entire trip, food, gear, whatever, just to see you try to do it. <laughs> With the fanny pack? Oh, my gosh. You would have been awesome to be on the trip. Epic. Yeah. I would have probably worn it like a sling bag, like diagonally, though, so I looked, you know, cooler than yeah. my old... Fanny, how did it? Why did you? What were you thinking? Here's a question I don't think I've ever asked you. What were you thinking when you saw me roll up with just a fanny pack? We're like, is this guy for real? Recap Derek's first trip, he, he brought a fanny pack instead of a backpack on a backpacking trip. He had like apples and oranges, we were all that was inside. And you think he had like a extreme light? It wasn't, I mean, extreme and then he light. had like one of those like roll up sleeping bags, like strapped to the outside of it. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, we had such mm-hmm. a like. A circus with us that I was like, we'll figure it, was, it out. I'll I'll help. Me I had like a, I think I had like a deck of cards, a toothbrush, and a sleeping. It was like not much. Come on, man! I didn't know what I was doing as a trip planner, so I can't. Before that trip, we had a car get stuck in a ditch. We had to like get the car out of the ditch. Yeah, this is not what this no, it's about, not. But they're anyway, interesting things. Yeah, let's get to the meat. So that was your first trip. Your second trip was yeah. Repeat Pass. Can you give us a rundown? Like, what is this bat? If you had to like sum up this trip in a couple sentences, how would you sum up the Red Peak Pass? Mm, Tell torture us on the body. No, it's uh, okay. it's it's a challenge. <laughs> depending on which way you go, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, right? there is a lot more uphill one way, in my opinion, than the other. So wait, wait, which way did you guys? go? We went what you would call the easy way. Was we went counterclockwise. Okay. Okay. Not sure that yeah. was helpful for anybody out there, but no. that's the way that we yeah. went. <laughs> So, I mean, there's a, there's an easier way to do it and a, and a challenging way to do it. I I enjoyed the easier way. It was still a good. <laughs> it's a hard good, either way. It's hard either way for yeah. sure. Give us the rundown, Derek. So what what's the backstory here? So we we tried this. We tried doing this. 
back in 2020. What do you, you know, it's been, years, it's been years, man. What do you remember about this? I mean, I remember a lot of, okay, so this is 2020 COVID, the, the big year of COVID, right? Right. So we had this trip. You, you, you planned a trip to do this FKT like the day before our main July trip, which I told you yeah. ahead of time on air, this was a bad idea. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Don't do but it. the reason why we did that was because of cost. Like, we didn't want to buy two separate plane tickets. I get that. I get that. Still a horrible idea um, on the body. Right. And because the July trip is the big <laughs> trip. So, anyway, you ignore my advice. And um, <laughs> you guys go. It's uh, So, three of you go do it. It's like you, Jared, and Rocky. Okay. And you guys are like, we. I love your memories. I love your memories. We got to we gotta do this. We got to do this uh, FKT. So, I think I. And, and our next trip was just. Not that far away in Ansel Adams near Mammoth. So I'm in my cabin. I'm just chilling there. And like the, the time that you guys should have come and gone passed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? Like, where, where's everybody? No, we're not getting calls from anybody. We're getting texts. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I get the update. It's like, um, you know, I gave the guys the map. You know, I got injured, Derek. I got an injury. I couldn't go. Uh, Jared and Rocky went. I gave them a map. I wrote arrows on the map. They're supposed to make a left, 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 stay on the trail. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they made a right because now they're 12 hours overdue and we've had to call search and rescue. We've had to call the wives and tell them uh, we don't know where their husbands are. I love your story. This is a whole hot mess. And I'm just remember thinking like, well, I guess I get another eight hours of sleep in a shower. So I like... <laughs> <laughs> that was my initial thing. My friends are lost in Yosemite, but I get an extra no, shower. I'm kidding. Thank I'm you, kidding. Lord. Actually, uh, Nate, one of our other buddies, Nate and I were talking like, should we go over there and like try to like jump on the trail and like go help them? So yeah. we were getting ready to do that when we finally got the call that they were discovered and that everybody was okay. The emergency emergency blanket, I think, was used and everybody had blisters everywhere. But uh, it was it was a lot because then we we all met up after this debacle in Ansel Adams downtown. I think we were like downtown Mammoth. We were getting lunch or something. We had to change the structure of our main trip because these two guys could barely walk, and uh, we you know it was hard. And so we we I think our main trip became ten miles in camp for two nights, right? And then, yeah, your story's too long and out of control right now. So I'm going to cut in right now. Fine, fine. But that's what happened. <laughs> the chronology is all over the place. Chronology was out. But you got the gist of it right. So, so well done on the, it's, it's been years. So, you know, kudos to it's you. It's been a long time. It was a long time ago, but you got the gist of it. So basically, we, three of us planned to go. I wasn't able to go because I suffered from multiple injuries. I had a bail. I tried to. What did you injure again? Your ankle? Foot? I don't know. If you, yeah, I had plantar fasciitis. I had torn labor in my hip, which was causing all sorts of issues. Oh, that's right. I had just, yeah, some crazy stuff. So anyway, they went by themselves, and I gave them the map, and we were missing some key ingredients like, you know, a locator beacon, things that you think you'd have for an adventure like this. But as Derek said, it was COVID year, so you could still access the Yosemite trails, but nobody was out there. So they were empty trails. It wasn't like you'd ask for directions or minimal rangers probably as well. So I I was crashed out with my buddy Knowlton at the trailhead and we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally we're like, these guys aren't going to show up. So I had to call search and rescue. And so that's kind of where Derek, how many hours, how many hours went by before you called? So so I waited an extra, I would think six or so past when I thought they were going to arrive six to eight. I want to say, so that's the window. Six to eight for you is like... But it was six to eight after I thought they were going to arrive, like anticipated arrival time. Yeah. 
I remember that. Text. Yeah. And they were on pace to arrive around the anticipated arrival time had they not made the wrong turn. And you went over maps with them. You're like, this is what you need to do. And they were like, I don't care about yeah. the map. The issue was that they they had the map, but they were trusting the signs. And one mm. of the signs had fallen down, as mm. we've talked about before. Yeah. So, okay. That's the recap. We don't want to spend too long on the recap. Okay. All right. Let's get the highlights. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, this was 2020 when this happened, right? So, why does it take you... Three years to do it again. Like, what was the holdup? <laughs> Three years. I, I was I was just thinking, like, we'll just do this next year. And then um, more things went wrong. I had more health issues. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I guess I'll do it the next year after that, 2022. And I continued to have health issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was some sort of, like, a spiritual matter where it was something where I was so focused on getting this fastest known time and it was about achievement and whatever versus, mm-hmm. like, how can we do this to glorify the lord or how can we do this for a purpose greater than ourselves i suppose is a better way of saying that and i think once i shifted my focus to you know what we're gonna make it we're gonna make a story of this we're gonna make a documentary yeah things started clearing up i was able to start running again i was yeah. able to start training again and um and good things happen and so it took until 2023 for me to be healthy enough for me to attempt this is kind of what it boiled down to but even so mm. we did this and i still like this is what's great about adventures is like you're undertaking something you're really not sure if you can do. And I think that was definitely true for this one. Yeah. But you, you, I want to say thrive on that, but like, that's part of who you are. I think you like to constantly challenge yourself with something like crazy like that. Right. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, I think there's levels. Okay. So what level are you at? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to grade those levels. I think there's always, <laughs> I always want to try new things and do new things. Right. I think, uh, I think you just like to push like, this sounds ridiculous. Let's try to do it. Yeah. And, you know, physically torture myself and, you know, I don't want to physically torture myself. I just like the challenge and I like doing it with, with good friends. So that's fair. All right. So here's what we did different this time. So this time I went like overboard. I brought in a safety crew. I brought in uh, Tupperware Mike and his wife, Jen Deanna. I brought in um, Doug from California. They were the safety crew. They were kind of our points of contact. They hiked in the first few miles with us and they were there in case there's any sort of emergencies. We right. actually had a Garmin in reach. Wise. Yeah, I was on the trip this time. I didn't get hurt. So somebody who actually knew the trail and could read the map. So you're not going to get lost. Didn't, yeah, didn't have that issue. And then, unfortunately, Jared was uh, unable to make this one, so it was just me and Rocky. Yeah. And then what, one thing that I try to do, and this is probably something that you get annoyed by, is I try to prevent, when we're doing something big, I try to provide a sense of urgency. Like, let's keep going. Yeah, you like to stress everybody out. Is that stressful? I think sometimes. We have a lot of miles today. You guys have woken up at 11 a.m. and have taken four hours to get out of camp. I'm like, let's go. Do you think that's stressful? Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not stressful, more just like, annoyingly dad mode but i i don't it doesn't really bother me because i am usually packed up before you or at the same time as you so you're not stressed by me i'm not stressing you out no not really because i think there's like with our group it it is it takes a while yeah like we're just lounging right right so by the time you're saying that i'm like yeah i'm ready to get these miles under because i think part of me like wants to have a nice morning but i also want like want to get the miles done and then like be able to hang out at night before it's like too late right right so I think there's there's a that little, wasn't the trip obviously this this no this was go go go. The last difference was that because you in California got so much rain, so much snow, the trail conditions I would describe them as abysmal. It looked like wild oh, Yosemite. Like at times you couldn't even see where the trail was. We had to navigate in spots that didn't were, there weren't right. junctions. Things were overgrown. Thing you know there's like down trees, blow down. There's snow. There's ice. But what, so what is that? Like, had they not, like signs were blown down too still? Oh yeah. 
So, I mean, is nobody going out there to do maintenance? I think they were. I just think there was so much damage. There was, I mean, we had like major streams that were just swollen. One actually had this major bridge that was like wooden with cement pillars that was just like half of it was just wow. destroyed. So when you see all this stuff, is part of you like, yes, even more epic? Or are you like, uh, this is kind of annoying? Okay, well, that, we're going to get into the scenarios here. I'm going to ask you how you're going to handle them. But I'll tell you this is that I was I was a little frightened, I'll be honest. Frightened? Yeah. Really? And for some okay. of the stuff, yeah. Yeah. I could see the watery stuff being frightened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not not even that. It was more of the snow stuff on the high passes. So we'll get to that. All right. Okay. All right. So I uh, so the way we're going to talk about this is I've got chronological scenarios of what we encountered like before and during the trip. I'm going to tell you what we encountered and I'm going to ask you if if this what you would be thinking or if this would change any of your thoughts about doing this or how you would do it. Okay. okay? All right, so scenario number one. Okay. I have to fly to California. I'm flying into Fresno. Fresno. So you literally fly right over the Sierras, right. the same mountains that we're going to be going through. And the pilot's like, hey, look down at the Sierras. They look beautiful. And I look out the window, and they are covered in snow. <laughs> Early August, man. Early August, they're covered. Mm. Okay. Would this change anything for you if you were, the, if you were me flying in? I mean, at that point, you're at the, I don't want to say point of no return, but I think in your mind, I know you're, you're not, no, you're, you're, you could bail. You could bail, but I, I think part of you is like, this is attempt number two. We've been here. Right. I spent all this money to get here. Like, it's Rocky. I know he'll do it. Yeah. We'll go for it. We could figure it out. We're, we're, would you bring any extra gear? Like, you're trying to go lightweight, but would you bring like ice axes or microspikes? No, no. I mean, I think, do you bring like a little down puff jacket? Maybe something? It's not cold. It's just covered in snow. So at night, it's not going to be cold? Is that what you're saying? It's not. It's the summertime still, man. Summertime with snow. Okay. Um, got it. So <laughs> right, that's correct. Snow usually freezes, you know, when it's cold. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> or water. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Snow no, does freeze me on that when it's cold in the wintertime. It's been melting all summer. There was so much snow that it didn't completely melt because of like how much snow you guys got in California. And so that's why it's still covered. It's not new snow. So you're, you're still, you're still okay with the weather. Do the weather's okay. We'll get to the weather here in a little bit, but yeah. Cause how much, how much were you planning on sleeping? Zero. You're just going nonstop. It's not a backpacking trip, man. This is I'm not a, saying it's a yeah, backpacking trip. I know sometimes like it's all in. We're going okay. Then, then in that regard, if you're moving and you're grooving, then yeah, keep pushing on. Okay. Yeah. So no, no new gear. All right. No. All right. Just making sure. So we meet up, we, we, we crash out, we, we, you know, we have our safety crew there, super friendly, Chris Mead joins us. Uh, I had remembered that a half mile in, so this is a 50 mile loop, a half mile in, there's like a boggy meadow where you have to like balance on logs so you don't slip and get your feet wet, right? Is that Tuolumne Meadows? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know okay. what though? Know what Let's hold that about. thought. We got special guest. We got Rocky Brown joining us. What's going on, there, my friend? There he is. There, there he is. The legend. You got the legend. The legend with the family T-shirt on. I like that. That's you good. Know, family Hills. The family shirt. Yeah. All right, Rocky, my friend. We are in the middle of our story. We're going chronologically through what happened. I'm asking Derek about what he would do in these situations, and then I'm going to have you chime in with what you actually did. Okay. So we've already oh, recapped the 2020 trip. We're in the middle of it. We're we're planning to go down. I'm telling him about this boggy meadow that's a half mile in. It's boggy on a normal year, so you can only imagine it's going to be like really like, Bogs. You know, swampy. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're likely to get your feet wet right at the start. All right, so Derek, do you, do you do anything different? You just get your feet wet? Do you take any precautions? How do you handle this? I, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I'm assuming it was just a, a hot mess when you when you approach. So I think at that point, you just got to get your feet wet and go, especially if you're not going to stop, and especially if you guys don't really have issues with blisters. I say just so, keep going. So get your, which, which happened the first time. So you're saying get your yeah. feet wet a half mile in. Correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. All right, Rocky, how to go down? Okay, so, the, yeah, I mean, basically what Derek said, but with a little bit of a twist, not much. Ooh, yeah, so, okay. like, with a forward lean that allows you to go faster over it and allows you to, like, not put as much pressure on the ground, thereby somehow limiting the amount of water, moisture, mud you get on your shoes and stuff like that, that's what I went for. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The water's going up over your shoes, down in. I don't know if there's pressure points. Pressure yeah, I don't point. know. Was <laughs> don't this know the same spot people. where you left your four-pound chair at the end of the trail? <laughs> Similar. Was it there? Similar. Did you find it? Yeah. Could have used it to balance over those logs, probably. Yeah, it wasn't far from that spot at all. Okay. So I actually try to keep my feet dry and I go, of course I slip, I go right in and I I'm upset. I'm like, dang it. Like my feet are gonna be wet the whole time. And I, I was concerned <laughs> about blisters. I was, I was upset not realizing how swollen the streams were. And we were going to have to get our feet wet literally like constantly throughout the trip. So it didn't even end up mattering. Wow. But anyway, I was a little fired up. I bet you were. Okay. So we're, so we're hiking along. We're hiking all at a good pace. We got Chris Mead with us. We dropped off the safety crew. Yep. And we hit mile 13-ish where we encounter our first group of backpackers. We didn't see any backpackers mm. until mile 13. They're coming the opposite way. They shared with us that they had gone to the pass. They had proper gear. They had ice axes and micro spikes. And they went to the top of the pass, and they still turned back. They're Ooh. like, this is not for Ooh. us. And so we're telling them that we're going to, you know, like this is something important to us. We're all in. And they're like, mm, you're probably fine if, you know, so long as you have, you know, ice axes and micro spikes. <laughs> so, so uh, does, does this group of backpackers dissuade you in any way? Derek? Okay. Um, I'm going to say no, because I think there's been too many chance, too many times where like people are incorrect with their data. And it, okay. at the very least, at least you go up there, you see it and then you come back. Right. At least it's like that kind of a trip. But I'd say, so don't turn, don't turn around now. Turn around later is what you're saying. Yeah, because either way, you're going to like travel miles. So might as well go okay. up and back as opposed nice. to okay. all the way and, and, and then just wonder. You know, how many times have people, how many <laughs> right. times have rangers and people have been like, it's going to be hard, like water's way up there, water's, there's no water. And then we, it's the opposite. So yeah, all push right. on. Wisdom. I'm hearing wisdom from Derek. Kudos, my friend. All right. So Rocky, what do we do, man? Trip's over. So, I mean, you're going to hit the nail on the head. I mean, does the term wet your appetite mean anything to you guys? Exactly. Because that's all it means. Exactly. Just <laughs> See, Rocky's going to look at it as like a challenge. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's exactly what it was. That was like, you know, a challenge feast. So what happened was like, we're like, thanks for, thanks for the intel. We're good. And then as we're walking away, they're like, so, so you guys have that stuff, right? And I was like, ah, quite the opposite. We actually just have like road running shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> he did say quite the opposite too. Yeah. So uh, we're not really prepared, but we're going to go for it anyway. That would have been, yeah. man, that would have been good to videotape the look on their faces when you said quite the yeah. opposite. We had Chris Mead. Chris Mead warned us not to like record strangers for like copyright issues, but that was a really interesting conversation for sure. So, okay. Yeah. So then. Funny. That's we're funny. climbing the pass, and we're climbing the south side of the pass. The south side's the one that's kind of more sun-soaked, so you're not going to see as much snow on that side of the pass. So that This should be the easier side, theoretically. 
But man, it was still like heavily covered in snow. Like the switchbacks are covered in snow? Switchbacks are covered. Yeah. It was unclear where the trail was. Fine. And so to the point where like there's a couple different passes that are really close to each other, but they're separated by very dangerous things. And it was, we couldn't tell, it was, I couldn't tell which one the actual pass was. And so oh. there was like, there's like a little U-shaped pass. One was the color red with red rocks. And I, that looked familiar to me. But then there's like a gray rock pass. And I'm like, well, that's gray. It's literally called Red Peak Pass. It's got to be the red one. And so I say, Rocky, what do you think? He'd been there more recently than me. I said, which one is it? And Rocky's like, it's the gray it's one. It's the gray one. <laughs> yeah. But we, but if we navigate wrong, like it's dangerous. This is like a really big deal. This and is so, it. This is so, it. I, so I'm like, Rocky, how sure are you? And he says, I'm, I'm 90% sure it's the gray one. Oh. Derek, what do you do, man? I, I feel like I hear the drama mu movie music in the background. Cut to commercial. Um, I mean, I don't. That's a tough what do you one. Do? That you is believe Rocky or like it's called Red Peak Pass. It's red. Like, come on. What do you think? Oh God, that's, that's hard. You didn't bring any GPS, of course, because you know, it no, no, we had the GPS, we had it going, but it was, so, they were so close to each other. It was just unclear. Like you couldn't tell for sure. You couldn't see two separate peaks on the, on the map thing. No, well, there was the, no, there's more than two. There's like a bunch of them. So you couldn't tell which one's which at least I'm, I should be better mm. navigating either way. We didn't know for sure. You should be. Right. That's, that's the real issue. Let's start with that. Uh, I don't know. 90 is a pretty good, solid effort there. I think once you, I mean, it's hard to be like, let's go to the top and check because that's like, a, you, can't, you can't do No, that. no. It, the way back down, you get cliffed out. It's not, it's a good situation. Oh, I'm trying to remember the top of Red P Packs when we were doing fun things up there with the group a while ago. And I want to say all the rocks, not all the rocks. There was a lot of gray rocks up there. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it's, that's a hard one. It, I, I would say you wouldn't want to trust your memory from eight years ago. No. You're either trusting your navigation or you're trusting Rocky. So what do you I'm hearing the dramatic music building up right now. I think I have to, you That's have right. to, you know, push, push some kind of a button of a choice. And I'm going to, I'll probably go with Rocky then. I'll go with Rocky. Okay. All right, Rocky, how'd it play out? So um, I got 90% to get into PE. Uh, that was what I had got for my class. And I got into PE and I've been in there for seven years. And it was the same thing here. It Boom. panned out. Boom. Yes. Boom. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what 90% to get a PE is, but that's awesome. I don't know what that means, but it sounds great. <laughs> I was taking a class. I had to get at least 85%. I got a 90% in the class. And <laughs> is this junior high? What is this? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like to move over from okay. English to PE. Oh, this is a test so, for you. Okay. I yeah, thought you had to. Me. Yeah. I had to get 90%. I had to get an A minus in this class, which equal to 90%. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you had to do what junior hires do and get at least 90%. Yeah, like the president's test, like sit and reach, <laughs> a lot of sit and reach. Yeah. How many sit-ups can you do in a minute? Right. Okay. okay. Can you, yeah. Either way, so Rocky was right. Great. We trusted Rocky. Rocky was right. And we made it to the pass. And now we're looking over the north side, which typically has about three times the amount of snow. And we yep. look down and it is like, like covered, covered. And so, covered. but- but there's like switchbacks that go down from the past. I'm just thinking, okay, well, if those are stamped out by people that have hiked, like we can kind of, you know, we'll use that. They weren't stamped out. It looked like literally a steep, snowy cliff drop off right by there. And so we had to decide at this point, mm. do you want to proceed? So, so you, you can't glissade down that, obviously. That so we could, but it was so steep and so long that like I would say high probability of serious injury. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. That's so what do you do that at that point? Is that yeah. your question right there? Yeah. I mean, I think, is there any way you can see where you're supposed to go at the bottom or no? Not really. 
Where you're supposed to go, we just know we had to go through that snowy valley. Right. Eventually. I mean, I just think you find your best, safest route through that powdery, lush, snowy area. Okay. But it's hard because, I mean, yeah. it's snow is so tricky too, right? Yeah, this I mean, is a hard scenario because you couldn't see what we could see, but... You don't... Yeah, I mean, because I don't know, like, is is this, like, uh, packed snow with a trail under it? Or is this, like, uh, snow with just, like, nothing under it? Or, like, I don't know how deep the snow was. Was it pretty deep? Yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah, For the most sketchy. part. For the most part. All right, so there were that's some sketchy. exposed rock sections, like, here and there. Um, okay. Rocky, how do we... What do we do? Do we, do we turn back? Do we go forward? How, how do we handle this one? Did you turn back, please? Yeah. <laughs> we were not, especially after that group of people, we were not turning back. But right. we, no. like, we just continued to scan the area and kind of off on our left, we found part of the trail actually exposed. Right. Oh. So cool. Nice. We figured we could get to that yep. and we might be able to proceed further. So at this point, or maybe before, was your whole idea of like FKT time, like out the window? Or was it just like... So just we're the first people to set the time. So as long as we finish, we have the record. So you're a winner no matter what. No, no, because no, in 2020 we weren't because I didn't go. So I wasn't a winner for sure. And then Rocky and Jared didn't finish it. No, but this time you're going to be a winner. If, sure. you finish, if you finish, we're risking our life on the pass right now, Worth Derek. It. This is decision time. This is the dramatic Worth music it. playing. But you're not, you're not against anybody else's time. So you're going to win either if way. You finish, if you finish. If you finish, yeah. If you, which you will. Which you will. Okay. Well. I believe. So, yeah. So, we got low enough to the point where we could more safely glissade down. And then we we butt slid, like, so much, at least for me, oh. so much butt sliding where my butt got numb. That my hands magical. got numb. And yes. um, I took a spill sounds- at one point, but nothing to cause injury. And we, man, we were on that mountain, on that snow for hours, just trying to find our way oh. down. It took stinking forever. But mm. the key part that Rocky left out actually was that at the very top, the first thing we did was we weren't sure if we should go forward or not, to be honest. And so we actually um, pr- like spent some time praying, like right on the spot. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what we did. Um, I forgot the best and the most. Oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry, Lord. Yeah. I don't deserve where this at. Wow. So those are the major like situations. Miles 18 to, to 49, we had a lot of deep creek crossings and constant mosquitoes from with all the moisture. But really oh, yeah. no like dramas or major issues, I would say. So so the last scenario I got for you actually okay. happened in the final mile. Oh. Okay. In the final mile, we had a situation where we had to potentially push the button. The final mile. <laughs> Were you back in the swampy area? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty and close, you, pretty close to that, right back to that spot. Because that was that was the stem of the the loop right there. Was it was it was it quicksand? You fell in there? Or yeah, that's right. So we're hiking out, and we like re- reconvene with our safety crew, and we're hiking out, and one of the guys um, mm. is having a hard time hiking out. Rocky ends up taking his pack, and uh, he gets sick, and he starts throwing up. And within a mile, within, within a, a mile, mile, within a mile of the trailhead, I thought we were wow. gonna have to press the red button. Uh, we didn't. We're like, hey, buddy, you gotta tough this out here. Were you like, hey? Uh, we got one mile left. Um, we're going to beeline it because we're doing an FKT, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back. No. Hopefully, you don't die. Okay, this, we'll get you, you. you're baseless. Is that what you would do? Is is you beeline to the end, then come back? I'm just saying, I want to see where are your priorities at. You know, I'm asking what you F- do. What you I know do? you're doing an FKT, but I think you already had to like throw the time out the window with the snowy path. So I think, <laughs> yeah, you're going to help out the guy who's sick, and then... yeah. We're at like Yo, two in the morning at this point, and so... Um, oh, this is late then. Okay, it, well, then, yeah. It's late, and we're hiking out, and yeah... 
I, I think that when you're trying to set records, when you're trying to, um, I don't know, when you're trying to do, like, just do a challenge, I don't know that you abandon people. I don't know that that, that is this, you know, the right way to go about it, right? I, I would say so. I would say okay. that is So, Rocky, how, how, did, how, did, how did things end up? How did it go down? Uh, so, we, we really just let him hack it out and... Um, <laughs> I, That's just scary. I figured it out. You know what I mean? They found Rocky's chair. He left like 10 years before and they just sat there and recouped. They recouped. We were, we were kind of like, you know, we were encouraging him and just kind of standing off for the side. And then uh, I think it was Mike's wife who was really, you know, kind of patting him on the back, kind of reassuring him. But uh, we we just showed our support for him and just, and basically just waited. Yeah. Let me, let me stop you right there. If you ever, Pat me on the back while I'm puking. <laughs> it's going. You're gonna get a. It wasn't pole. me. It was Mike's wife, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anybody pat me on the back while I'm puking and be like, "Let me puke. Get off me. Let oh me just. Gosh. Let me just yak it. Well, up, you know what I mean? not, not like a side hug. Not a not a bat pack, but a side like, hug mid puke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah. For sure. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, so yeah, I'll say that like the safety crew was so helpful and so encouraging and great to have there, and we were able to um yeah like so appreciative of them. Yeah, and then and having Chris out there filming, it it did like obviously like that cost us a ton of time, that yeah. and the snow, but it was so for worth sure. it because just having your friends out there, like I just like doing things in community, so that that was that was truly worth it for me, and we appreciate those guys, you know, taking the time. Did that did that fill up your love tank, Carl? All that? Um, that's a really awkward question. Was your love tank full? I prefer not to answer your silly questions. So that's not that's a you. legit question. This is something love, you love to do. Love tank? What are you talking about? God, with a love tank. God, you're a heartless, <laughs> heartless person. You're there on the trail. Uh, you're doing an epic journey, and you're with one of your best friends. Come on. You felt good. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I, was I there. I felt good. I wouldn't call it a love tank. It's still it a love good. tank. It was a good. He a loved good it. He he loved it, folks. Don't be afraid of the word love. It's okay. Carl's. Okay. Carl's he friend. did love it. He told me like right. probably five or six okay. times. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. I said, I said, I love this to the point where my love tank is filled up. That's this is, said, no, that's not, I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying it pushed all your buttons of like, I, these are the things I love okay. to do. It did. You're welcome. It did. But just the term was terrible. You got to oh. think of a different yeah. term. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. So the last part of this is we previewed ideas. Like I said, just crazy ideas I had about gear for this back in May. We're going to see how this played out. Did I take Jeff Peltier's advice? Derek, what do you think? How did this go? All right, first one is, so we're going to Yosemite and I don't know how experienced you are in the Sierras, but like I find the weather there to be relatively reliable. Like the forecast is generally pretty accurate and I'm pretty good at reading, um, you know, the clouds and stuff. So if the forecast looks good for the day that we're going to go, I plan to forego the rain jacket and bring some sort of cheapo clear poncho instead. So I still have like a backup but I figure this will save me about six ounces and a whole lot of like space and bulk. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's not a bad strategy. I mean, at a poncho, a, the problem with the poncho is it's hard to move with the poncho on. So it's okay if you're in a, in a, in a, you know, emergency situation, but if you're moving, you know, you're going to overheat in a poncho. I personally like a hard shell, you know, and I, I tend to almost always bring a hard shell. There are some exceptions where, like you say, the weather's dependable. Maybe you're in a region where it just very, it doesn't rain, you know, at all, maybe, or very rarely. I like a hard shell because it's an insula insulating layer as well. 
And so this is the thing is that you, you know, you might be able to, instead of bringing the poncho and a light jacket, bring the hard shell and not something else that was going to be like mm-hmm. a mid layer. Cause the, the hard shell, even when it's not raining, you know, when it gets cold can be your insulating layer. Do you like this idea? Don't like, what do you think about this? I think you did it and it worked and you liked it. <laughs> I think this is the same thing that I did when I when the guy told me you can't buy a 36 liter pack for a backpacking backpack and I'm like yes I can and I still have it 12 years later so I think that's what you did side note I went to REI in California recently looking for Chris the REI clerk the guy that told you and he wasn't working that day dang Dang it it. yeah oh that would have been magical next time we'll try again Uh, all right Rocky what happened did we bring rain jackets or not <laughs> no, I just had a thin, pretty thin gray jacket with me. Okay, so you'd have a jacket with you. All right. I brought yeah, the cheapy smart. poncho, man. We had a forecast that looked of clear. And honestly, we had perfect weather, no issues. So I got a little chilly at the beginning of the end, but it was well worth the, that for saving the, the weight. So that one, yeah. I rejected his advice and it worked. Next one. So the Sears just got pummeled this year. Did you guys get pummeled as well with like the, the rain, like the like the Sierras did? No, not as much. We have a high snowpack this year as well, but it's not like okay. it's not like in in California. Okay. Yeah, so it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're trying to go as late as possible so that most of it if not all of it's melted at that point, especially in the higher elevations. I figure like I'll, there's be so much water on the trail that I am just for this trip. I don't normally do this, but I'm considering just dipping in to fast moving streams rather than bring a filter. It's going to save me Three to four ounces and a ton of time. Okay, that, that's that one's easy. That's stupid light. That is just stupid light. A filter <laughs> is so lightweight. I use the Solomon XA filter cap, which got you know I I run okay. Solomon uh, flasks anyway. This is very similar to the Cat and Bee Free. Um, it's not going to filter out um, uh, viruses, but it does work for protozoa and bacteria. There's simply no reason okay. not to use a filter, a, a flask or a bottle with the built-in filter. They're so lightweight. It's a numbers game. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I've been hiking for years. I've never gotten sick. Well, yeah, well, I know a lot. Right. I know a lot of a lot people of who have too, who have gotten sick. And yeah. and once you do, you okay. know, it's because we were just down in Patagonia recently. We were doing the fast pack on the O circuit on Torres del Paine. And I read everywhere. People are saying, well, you don't have to filter the water there. It's all coming right straight off the glacier. I can tell you, mm-hmm. it's not all coming straight off the glacier. There are plenty of streams that you cross where there's horses and there's people and Yes, some of the streams come off the glacier, but a lot of them run a long way. You're, you, there's one entire day you spend going through a valley where you're far from glaciers. And so if you if you had read that and didn't bring a filter, you'd, you're literally that entire day you can't drink the water because it's all there's horses everywhere. Um, I just don't see a reason not to always use a built-in filter like the XA, XA uh, filter cap. The water flow is like Maybe seventy five is good as without it. Seventy five percent is good as without it, um, which is pretty good, and uh, it's just peace of mind. So, Derek, do you agree with that strategy? Jeff Peltier said that was stupid. Light is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you brought your little um, be free. No, you didn't bring the. Bee. Yeah, you're trying to figure out what we did. I'm asking what you would do. I think I would bring some kind of small filter, okay. a dip and go, dip and go. All right, Rocky, what do we do? We did. We did it. We did everything he said not to do on that one, and it 100% was awesomely working. <laughs> we did everything he said not to do? No, we brought the filter. We brought the filters. Oh, wait. Did he, I thought he said not to bring them. I said not to bring to save weight and time. Oh. He said to bring a filter, and he told us to bring the Solomon, whatever they are, the XA Pro filter, and they're, they're lightweight, 
And man, he was right about that, but those things don't last very long. That those things sprung leaks pretty fast. Mm. So single, yeah. single, but use. they worked. Okay. okay, yeah, my misunderstanding on that. Yes, yeah, that's the one you didn't like. That's right. All right, then I said like I'm gonna give the emergency blankets to, to the support crew, and they're gonna only have those in cases of emergency. I don't want to carry those with me. Right. Uh, it's gonna save me like a couple ounces, and again, space my pack. Yes, again, stu- stupid light. And in stupid fact, stupid light I'll, again. I'll, I'll I'll see your emergency blanket and up you one. I think everybody should carry an emergency bivy. And what I'm saying is, it's a small bivy. It's only about yeah. double the size and weight of an emergency blanket. There's a brand called Sol S O L that um, you hear at least here in Canada that sells them. And it's basically an emergency blanket you can get inside, like a burrito. And I mean, it would be the least yeah, comfortable sleep you'd ever have, but it would keep you alive. It's not about your okay. crew. This isn't about sleeping. This is about somebody falls and breaks their leg and goes into shock. You got to get that mm-hmm. blanket on them right away. Obviously, you're not bringing a bivy. There's no way you're bringing a bivy. All right. Rocky, do we bring no. the bivvies? No, we did not. No. I did bring the, I, I compromised. I brought Correct. the emergency blanket. So I did Correct. have one of those. Yep. So that was... The compromise. Okay. Okay. Uh, last one I got uh-huh. is okay. this one he was like really adamant about is I, I already, we already know the answer to this, but I said I wanted to bring road running shoes because it's going to save me seven total ounces on foot, which is, you know, like three times the weight on your back. I think that's the wrong reason to look at road shoes. Um, you know, there are some events that I've done where you're on the road a lot. And I've actually, you know, you'll see people, there's a race called the Chuckanut 50K in Washington mm-hmm. state where it's it's on trail, but it's quite runnable. And a lot of road runners will come out and do it and they'll do it in road shoes. Okay, But that's about as far as you'll, you'll see road shoes typically on the trail. Um, it's, more, it's mostly about the traction. I have trail running shoes that are probably lighter than your road shoes, you know, like really lightweight S-Lab Solomon shoes. You can get lightweight trail shoes. Um, the lugs themselves aren't that heavy. So it probably you're, you're probably making an unfair comparison. You're comparing apples to oranges here, looking at a heavier trail shoe versus a lighter weight road shoe. Um, you can get a lighter weight trail shoe if you're concerned about weight. Because a lot of what the weight is, is it's midsole cushioning and it's, you know, it's structure of the shoe itself. So right. it's less about tread. I mean, if you want to go lightweight, great. Get a lightweight pair of trail shoes. The problem is now, can your can your feet handle it? It's like having summer tires on your car and you wear trail shoes on the trail. It's like having winter tires for in the winter. And um, there's a whole range of weights within that. You won't get as much you know, life right. out of the shoe. They're also typically not made. The uppers are, so the, there's the outsole, but there's, there's right. the upper as well. On road shoes, they're usually, they're not made for all the you know, the lateral movements where you're kind of pushing up against the shoe and your, your balance of your toe is going to push through that. You know, most, most trail shoes, like the ones I use anyway, have like a rip stop upper. They're made for branches and rocks and scree, for example. If I was to wear trail road shoes in some of the environments we run in, they wouldn't last a day, you know, because of some of that, that terrain. So I obviously like Rocky and I both brought road shoes, but what do you, what's your opinion on that, Derek? I know I don't think you're gonna do that on one trip. Okay, I've, I would find like, that hard. to Like believe. the trails were pretty rough, man. Yeah, well, so was uh, one of our recent trips, and I think I'd still use my same shoes next trip. But yours, but yours weren't road shoes, weren't they? Trail shoes. They were trail shoes. True, but I they didn't get like damaged whatsoever. I don't know. I think, I think I still bring the road okay. shoes. Rocky, how, how yeah. are you on the shoes? Was that a good decision, bad decision? It was a great decision. In fact, I just went running with them again. I've put another 110 miles on them since. Okay. Their Thank shoes you. were awesome. 
Okay, I don't know that Rocky's a good gauge yeah. for like I can still use these shoes. Like there could be no padding left. You could you could be running where there's like like it barely covers the top of his foot and there's nothing underneath. And he's like, I'm still using these. So he might run with like banana leaves correct. and tweed or something. Correct. Like, yeah. I actually have him right over there. Should I bring him over and like give you a bish? It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um mine did get he, Jeff was actually correct. Mine did get torn up. Like I actually peeled two pieces of rubber off the bottom of the shoe during the trip. One Whoa. I think one during one after, but I think hmm. it was well worth the investment. This is my last great adventure with, for this kind of trip, so I was worth, you know, willing to make that investment. Basically, this is your last great adventure, last FKT, this kind. Okay, no more yeah, FKTs. That's sure. it. Retiring. No more FKTs. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rocky. Any last takeaways or anything else you want to share about the trip that we missed? Any highlights or kind of important points or just reflections you've had since the trip? Um. Yeah. Before I do, I'm just gonna say this is not your last adventure. I'm gonna think of something, and we're gonna do it. I'm I just don't have the time. To, yeah, I don't have the time or the body to train for for this kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean issue. it doesn't need to be 52 miles. Like it could be less. It'd be like 10, right? It'd be like yeah, just like like a mile. He like a he mile. might like a mile around Costco. Let's race. He might fly out there and just walk around your neighborhood. No, so um, so like one reflection that I've had on it was um, Carl Moore has mentioned, and then a few of the other guests have mentioned like it's good to go on adventures and stuff like this. And a lot of times they don't need to be these epic things and stuff like that. But the one big takeaway that I had from this one was this one was epic. And it like, I didn't really miss a beat with anything that I had going on. And it was nonstop, like leading up to it. It was nonstop on the thing and it was nonstop to get back. I think people got to pick those times, like those weeks or two where they just do those epic things and fit it in to whatever they're doing. Like you can't do it all the time. You're, it's not going to work, mm. but you got to pick those times where you do it. You regret it if you don't. And so if there's something that somebody has been thinking about doing for a while and they're like, ah, I just don't have the time to do it, man, you just, you got to go charge it. And it's got to be the full, the full deal. All in, go all in. You're saying exactly. Yeah. All yes. in. So is this is this the end of Red Peak Pass experiences? No. Are we are, 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 yeah reunion man? Twenty twenty five is our like twenty year reunion of backpacking the first time. We might just be getting started on this thing, Derek. Well, I, well, what do you think, Derek? Would you want to do it? Would you want to do a reunion trip? A reunion trip or an FKT? Not an FKT. I, FKT no. Reunion trip, backpacking, four days. Come on, stop or whatever it. it is. I think we bring bows and arrows only. Okay. I think we go back to the no. I uh, I think we. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's the. Probably the most epic trail we've ever done, I would say. There's, there's, there's more history there than any trail, right? Yep. So, uh, are you okay, okay repeating that trail? What, what is this going to be like? The sixth time for you? Fifth? Fifth? Fifteenth? It's different time. You got different company, and it's just yeah, it's kind of like our go-to. Everybody's got their like. This is the kind of momentous, like trail, right? Because I was going to say this, this particular trip for you two probably felt way different than the other ones because you had all these. Well, you didn't have the big backpack, number one, but you had all these like, yeah, you know, hurdles on the trail. You had all the negative information right. of like, don't bring this and bring this and people telling yeah. you this and that, and then you still did it, right? So it's got to be a sense of like severe satisfaction from that. Yeah, it was, yeah. We had some weird stuff too. Like, you know, you're, you're, we hiked a significant chunk in the dark. Backpacking or hiking in the dark is very different. Oh yeah, I can see that. I didn't share this, but one kind of one last like fun little story is, we're hiking towards a place called Nevada Falls, which is a pretty epic spot on the Half Dome Trail. And okay. it's, you know, it's pretty late. We're like approaching midnight and um, I see it like a light up ahead, like a bobbing light. Mm. And I was like- Sasquatch? Yeah. It's like, Rocky, uh, do you see that light? 
He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, it's getting late. Yeah. I'm probably just hallucinating. And then I see the light again. I'm like, Rocky, you can't see the light. He's like, no. A couple okay. minutes later, like two ladies, this is like pushing midnight, are are backpacking in. What? At like 11 p.m. They're like, hey, guys, how's it going? And then I, they didn't want to stop and chat. And I was like, this is weird. See ya. But like, that's funny. Anyway, it's kind of random. Funny. That, like the the couple that we encountered at the beginning and those two ladies, that was it for backpackers. We actually like ran across on the trail. Rocky, did you see their lights when you were in front of them? Yeah, I did. After when he was saying he saw the light, okay. I was a little worried. I didn't know if we were going to get raptured <laughs> or if he was, you know, I was ready for everything. <laughs> I saw the light. All right. Well, hey, Rocky, we appreciate being part of the story. And, and Rocky's got a lot more to tell. That'll come out in the documentary we've got. Derek, I've got some record-setting trivia coming up for you right after this. Rocky, appreciate you, brother. Humbled and honored, gentlemen. Praise God. How are you going, buddy? Good seeing you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you beat up, extremely sore, or unusually exhausted after a day on the trail? Or like Derek, after 20 minutes? Then it's time to up your training game with Summit Strength. Our good friend Rowan will help you get fit, strong, and resilient so you can conquer any adventure. Summit Strength is backed by the four factors of success. Expertise, training, accountability, and mindset. Rowan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail-ready for all circumstances. Rocky conditions, steep grades, sustained climbs. The link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can check out all the information you need at summitstrength.com.au slash online. It's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure. Okay, so record-setting trivia for the fastest snow time. Mm. And, and just to clarify, man, like... It's kind of a fun part of the story yeah. is that we just set the fastest no time that somebody's going to probably immediately right. break, but that's not, you no. know, it's like not that important to us. But but for fun, we got trivia, you know, that is, that's themed after it. So number one, a common fastest known time event is doing something called the rim to rim to rim. Where does this take place? Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. Grand Canyon. I was going to give you multiple yes, choice. Correct. Grand Canyon's correct, my friend. Grand Canyon. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's a tough one I've heard. Yeah, it's like 50 miles, similar elevation to what we just did, but it's kind of, yeah, piled all, you know, all at once, uphill, downhill. Yeah. All right, number two, the Appalachian Trail is about 2,200 miles long. What is the current mm. FKT for it? Is it, I'm going to give you multiple choice. Calm down. I hope Calm so. Down. I hope so. Is it A, like I'm 41 calm. plus days, meaning like 41 days and change, B, uh-huh. 61 plus days, C, mm. 29 plus days, or D, <sighs> six months? Six months. It was like 240 days. Uh, okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the 29. 29 plus days is not correct. correct. Sorry, it's 61 days, and that is supported. Uh, so it takes about two months with significant support for ultra runners to do that. Mm. I'm not really all that interested in that kind of stuff. Like having people just out there like handing me water bottles and like no. going wrong. Our, our safety crew didn't do that, but um, whew, you got to get this last one to get this correct. Okay. Hold on, pressure. Hold Number on. three. Okay. 
What is the Guinness World Record for most Rubik Rubik's cubes solved on a skateboard? What? Multiple choice. A, 300. B, 500. C, 1,000. Or D, this record doesn't exist. <laughs> what? Like, so is he like, are you like doing it? While you're rolling around on a skateboard, you're like, saw you're like, on the skateboard. No, this is this is a real deal. I've seen the I've seen the documentary. The documentary on people doing this? No, on Rubik's Cube stuff. Okay. The competition. So I know that these people are just like nuts oh, and yeah. they can do them really fast. Oh, yeah. What's the most wild skateboarding? Yeah. It was 300, 500, 1,000, or it doesn't Correct. exist? Oh gosh. I wanna say I wanna say it was like five hundred. Okay. Is that your final answer? Final. final answer is correct, my friend. You passed trivia. That was actually a terrible. That was like a Derek style terrible question. You still figured it out. So well done. I can still figure out the you know the great question that was. <laughs> it's great. Okay, I got a couple tidbits for you. Okay. Okay, so this is a few episodes back. You missed an episode. I had Rob Pelton on as a guest host, and yeah. he's telling a story about camping out somewhere, and like he's God, I forget he like left food in his car. His car is like completely sealed up and mice got in his car. Mm. Okay. He's like, like windows are up, all that stuff, right? Doors are locked. Yeah. I didn't really believe him. I would believe him. You believe like mice getting inside your car when it's completely yeah. sealed up. They can come in through the bottom. The I don't know. I don't have mice problems here. Well, you know. Okay, Maybe. well, That's the reason good. why I bring it up is because I, after I said that, I kind of, like, expressed doubt on the episode. I had probably, like, 10 comments about people that had that very same issue where, they're, yeah, they're, I guess what you're saying, coming into the bottom and they're getting into people's yeah. cars. Correct. Doesn't that gross you out? That does gross me out. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, so I so anyway, for anybody who's had mice in their cars, like, after it being sealed up, I Yikes. apologize. Uh, Rob was correct. I will apologize to him later if I remember. So there you go. He will not remember, probably, but I, I will vouch for all of you because I know that's true. So, yeah. Okay, last one I got is that um, I just got news. This is actually from like the outdoor retailer like newsletter. They said that REI recently laid off 275 store employees. Wow. Okay. Okay. My question is, if they're short on store employees, like as a whole, I still have my REI vest. Shouldn't I try to work for them as some sort of like an employee imposter, imposter to help them out for a little bit? That'd be horrible. Why? Um, Why would that be horrible? Because I... Because I think you would let it go to your head, and you're not going to let, let what go to my head. Like, listen, <laughs> guy, you like come in. You come into the store like badge first. Like, listen, guys, oh I've been a I've been an REI employee back in the Wait, day. Wait, so you think that my my move as an imposter is to go brag to like real employees? Partly, partly. that's ridiculous. When you're trying to be an imposter, you're not like wanting to expose yourself. I could see you walking down the aisles, and be like, "You're going to buy that tent." Why would you buy that tent? <laughs> let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something about that Sawyer squeeze over here. That is going to be horrible. It's really my favorite one, though, but don't get oh the be free gosh. or this. You're just going to go around telling people everything. Here's what I'm going to do. Here, here's, here's how I would do it. I would, okay, so somebody's looking at the filters, like you're saying, that scenario. I would, you know, they're like checking it out. I'd be like, hey, you have any questions on the filters? That's it. Okay. Here's a scenario. Somebody walks up to you and it's like, hey, um, where can I get like fully waterproof pants and shoes? Are, so you're saying you like, say? like, that like, an, like a customer is initiating with me. I'm not initiating. Yeah, with no, a customer. In this scenario, they're coming up to you like, sir, where do I get like waterproof shoes? 
and yeah. pants. I'd be like, uh, check Amazon. And then you're going to be like, listen, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Are you, you going to go off on them? What are you going to do? <laughs> they have waterproof pants. What are you talking about? I, shoes. I but the shoes. Ones. The shoes, they have those. They have the Gore-Tex shoes. But you're not going to go into the monologue like we've heard you so many times say, like, oh, they're not like fully waterproof, sir. Oh, you can't gotcha. do that. I, okay, I'm thinking like like entry level is me. I'm not saying I'm an employee. I'm just simply asking if they need help. That's entry level, right? So I'm not fully okay. the imposter. I'm just wearing the vest. I'm wearing the fake badge. And then I'm asking if they need help. You could be the door greeter. You could be the yeah. door greeter. Welcome to REI. I think I got to smuggle the vest inside the REI past the door greeter, right? Probably. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. All right, so I'm going to be out, in, out your way in January. You going to bring it? Bring the vest. Bring the vest. Would you be too embarrassed to come with me to REI as I am an imposter employee? Probably. Really? That sounds that'd be horrible. You, you don't get embarrassed by anything. Are you well, serious? What, what should I should I film you? Can I film you? Oh yeah. Okay, maybe that's that's better than. I don't know if that's like legal to show. I'd have to check. I'd probably have to get probably permission. Not. Probably not. Okay. You're just gonna stand there and see what happens, or what? Um, I would. No, I t I literally just told you the scenario. I would go you ask if they need help. So bad. And you get your you literally there. don't get embarrassed by anything. And this is going to embarrass you. They they might. No, it's not going to embarrass me. They might actually think you're like, because the vest is different. They might be like, is this guy like a, is he like upper manager? <laughs> it's or gonna, it's so or they're going to think like, or they're going to be like, he's a trainee. Like he doesn't really know what he's talking no, about. No, I'm going gonna, gonna to have an engraved badge. That's like one of those magnetic badges. You can order them off Amazon. You can put whatever you want on them. I'll put so right bad. on there. Fake employee. I give it like five minutes and then they tell you to take the vest off or they kick you out. I'm, I'm literally helping them. I'm like selling product for them. I hope so. Okay. Or are you going to be giving people bad All right. Give us feedback. Is this two. a good idea, bad idea? Are we going to get in trouble for improving REI sales? Are you going to give them like fake fake information? Like you usually do? No. Fake, no. you like to give fake stats and numbers and stuff. So I don't know if you were going to do that too. It, Dude, you and I honestly know more about gear than a lot of the employees. Yeah. And that's it's probably true. Yeah. It's probably true. Okay. That's all I got, my friend. Right. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. Actually, I do have one thing. We, we um, as a backpacking blisters family, have come together secretly. And we know that you and Pat, look, guys, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard Carl come up with all kinds of magical stats and facts and numbers. And so <laughs> I, I saw this game and it made me think of Carl. So I, I feel like we should all start calling him the dose. If you look really closely, I'm going to put this really close to the mic. The dose it says the world's number two card game, but it's un—it's an unverified statistic. So, Carl, you're kind of like our unverified statistic. Like, you have all those fake stats, and uh, you're the dose. You're my dose, buddy. Wow. And I'm your Uno. Wow. You're my dose. You saw the card game dose, and you thought of fake stats, and you thought, I need to show that on the podcast. I need unverified stats. It just okay. reminded me of you for some right. reason, you know? So. Wow. Wow. I, th I think the people will appreciate that. I'm honored. Thank you. No problem, Dose. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for me. We will see you next time, guys. It was a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed a little rock, rock time. And uh, check us out on the social media handles. Leave us a review. Five stars is always appreciated. We will see you next time. Dose and Uno, we're out. I want to So yeah, Carl's on the trail with the Red Peak Pass scenario, and uh, he's like, you know, Derek, I can't, I can't get past this last mile. He he didn't want to say it was him with the with the red you know button switch or whatever, but I went back 
I snuck on the trail, saw him in the swamp uh, up to his waist, couldn't get out. He's like, I would grab, I've been grabbing this leaf and this branch, but my shoulders are too weak. Can you help me? So what did I do? I threw a rock at him. I let him sink. And here we are. That's it. I'm not going to help him. 